Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Even though there's two of us. With me, as always, is Adam. How's it going, Adam? I'm doing pretty well. Looking after my dogs this weekend, so... Spending yeah. some good time with man's best friend. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a very lazy weekend. Um, I'll probably go get some plants later, because... I don't know. I've gotten into, like, growing plants as I get older. I don't know why. I'm just, like... I'm trying different plants and trying different things and seeing what works. and It's just... It's all something to do, but also it's kind of nice because I always feel like I'm like, oh, this really like helps the place brighten up a bit. So, my uh, my girl has pretty much taken over our apartment with plants. That's, our, that's hilarious. <laughs> our apartment's like a little jungle now. So, <laughs> that's hilarious. They can be fun, but they can also take over. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Um. Yeah. Well. We're fingers, and let's talk about uh, the various news. Uh, big D. Uh, I was gonna say big DC week, but no, not really. It's a big uh, Disney week. So Disney. <laughs> yeah, they they had their D twenty three, and it's funny because like I think people were starting to get a little crazy with the rumors of what was going to get announced and stuff. And don't get me wrong, I think like some cool stuff got shown off, but like people were like upset. They're like, why did they announce the Fantastic Forecast, or why did they show off the X Men movie? And it's like, well, they've they're pacing themselves. They they've got some other stuff on the pipeline too. So. Um, yeah, I mean they just they have so many projects yeah. coming, and I'm sure they're probably even still tweaking like some of those movies, like X Men and Fantastic Four, and they probably just don't want to hold off until it's like you know everything's locked in and it's all perfect and how they want to present it. But uh, yeah, I mean they got a lot of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's like we're 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 eating good from Disney. This is true. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, we got uh, a few trailers that came out of D23, the very Marvel-centric ones, at least, to start us off. We got Werewolf by Night. This is... They keep telling it as, like, a special presentation. I don't know. It's very interesting. They seem to really be, like, putting this aside from the regular MCU. But 
I mean, it is still MCU, so I don't know why they're doing that, but did you uh, get a chance to watch the trailer? I did, yeah, and I was, I'm kind of very confused, like, yeah, I don't know if this is MCU or, like, it's the first time I've ever seen that kind of special presentation intro. Yeah. Uh, it was all, I, I don't know if it was actually shot on film, but it was all, all had these effects to make it look like old-timey kind of, like, film and stuff, and... yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, is this even, like, is this, like, a superhero thing in the MCU, or is this, like, just kind of some one-off, like, Elseworld kind of thing, or, like, mm-hmm. I really have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I thought it looked, at the, the very least, like, okay, as someone who gets a little tired of seeing the same old thing from the MCU, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool, like, it's got a horror vibe, it's got black and white, like, it looks interesting, um... Yeah. Yeah. And I kept thinking. Yeah, it like, interesting. I kept thinking I saw Blade in the trailer. I was like, "Is that Blade? We're we getting our first look at Blade in this Werewolf by Night trailer." But I'm, yeah, and I'm like, "No, nah, it's not Blade." But they were like, "Oh yeah, we're getting a bunch of hunters together." And there's a guy that looks like Blade. I'm like, "I'll technically hunt vampires." So, but that would be cool. Yeah. Do a Blade Werewolf crossover. <laughs> well, now that I, I've mentioned that i keep thinking i it's got to be the postcard scenes maybe like first look at blade or something we'll see but um yeah so uh i think it looks interesting i think the i i'm also a little curious like who how the director is going to be because it's the guy that like scores a bunch of the mcu movies um so he knows how to make decent music but i'm like has he ever directed a movie before so but I mean, so far it looks fine. But I'll, I'm reserving judgment a little bit until we see the final thing. So interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see more. We got our first look at Secret Invasion, which is sort of like a spy thriller. Um, yeah, it looked interesting. Uh, kind of reminded me uh, a little bit of like. Um, the Winter Soldier movie that came out, like, eons ago, it feels like mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, feels very very much like secret secret government stuff that doesn't really involve the Avengers or the other the other superheroes. Yeah. And, um, and Fury, she's just like, fuck it, I'm not wearing the eye patch no more. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Like, my eyes messed up, I just, yeah, here it is. <laughs> Yeah. He's got a beard and everything. It's like, okay. Yeah. So. I wonder why he was off world, though. Because, like, the trailer kind of starts with him, like, coming back to Earth. I'm like, I wonder where he's been, what he's been up to. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, like, a little bit pessimistic about the whole Marvel formula these days. But I kind of feel like they're not <laughs> even going to address it. They're just going to be like, oh, he's back. Yeah. He's just like, I was doing stuff. Yeah, important business stuff. Like, it's like and then it's like, okay. <laughs> I've noticed this trend with the Marvel movies where they they leave things on this really interesting cliffhanger, and then after that, they're just like, and eh, we're not gonna follow up on this. Like Thor: Love and Thunder, they're like, we give Thor a daughter. Like she's gonna, she's not gonna be in the next movie. She's just gonna be gone. Like, sorry. <laughs> I know you Marvel fans want to believe that she's gonna be be there, but. I, I highly doubt it. Um, so yeah, 
that's uh, my cynical take on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But no, this this looks good. Um, I mean, it actually looks much more serious and much more grounded than the other ones, which have been, I think, lately mm-hmm. very like joke heavy, which some people like. But I'm like, I, I like a good like split on it. You know, like I like some serious MCU. I like some ones that are a little jokey. Um, yeah, so we've certainly got enough of of She Hulk twerking. Now let's get the flip side of that, where we're maybe oh, get something a little God. a little more ground. Yeah, enough of the She Hulk twerking, and let's get let's get something a little more. <laughs> let's get let's balance that with something a little more serious. Yeah, it's been a little bit a little too much jokes joke stuff lately. Yeah. This yeah. So. Okay. Um. Else. We got uh, Thunderbolts. The cast got announced for that, so we finally got to see who's going to be in the Thunderbolts movie. Which I guess was about that surprising. Although I was kind of surprised where Zemo was because I thought Zemo would have been in it, but oh well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it was a cast photo that uh, you got to see Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova. Uh, and then you also have uh, Wyatt Russell's U.S. agent, Hannah John Kamen's Ava slash Ghost, uh, David Harbour's Red Guardian, uh, G- uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus's Valentina, and then uh, Winter Soldier's there. Yeah, and then you also have the Taskmaster from the Black Widow movie. So, yeah, it's. it's- I, yeah, I feel like this project makes me feel like I'm I'm just really not keeping up with the MCU enough because I guess I I haven't seen I haven't seen Black Widow, and I I still haven't seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, and now I'm looking at this team I'm like I have no idea who any of these people are, yeah, but, <laughs> but I'm like I'm like man like I just missed out on like two things and now there's this whole new, like like project like like with all these side characters and i'm like wow i don't i'm like man i really <laughs> there's just so much stuff i'm gonna need to like go back and watch those i guess to 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 understand these things this coming up but yeah I was or just not, a... maybe i'll just jump in and <laughs> i'm sure you, you can catch up pretty quick i'm sure it's not oh that's that hard to figure it out but like i don't know it's it definitely seems like they took a lot from the black widow movie which I actually mm-hmm. liked that movie. I know a lot of there were people who didn't, but I enjoyed that movie. So I mean, yeah, Red Guardian, Yelena Belova, Taskmaster, all those came from the Black Widow movie, and then we had the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show that had uh, U.S. Agent, and uh, well, that was also the last time we saw Bucky too, and then Valentina, and then Ghost is a bit of a random. Uh, uh, character uh, because she was in the Ant-Man sequel like way back when but oh yeah that's right I remember that yeah that's been a while okay that's yeah. where she's from <laughs> so yeah I'm uh, I'm a little I this is, was one of the projects I was probably a little more excited for because I'm like okay these are characters who are more flawed and in my eyes a little more interesting than like Captain America Thor like I don't know I mean, U.S. agent, like, he literally bashed a dude's head in with uh, the shield. Like, 
yeah, he's not, like he's not a good person. Like Taskmaster killed like a, however many people. Same with like uh, Bucky and all that. And I'm like, okay, like I, in my eyes, like this seems like if the writing is good, it could be more interesting than some of the other movies we got from Marvel. So I don't know. I'm a so little. Are optimistic. they more? They're more like an anti-hero type team, or yeah. There was jokes going around online, like if Marvel didn't kill, if Marvel didn't kill off its villains, it would have a more robust lineup. But I'm like, eh, this, <laughs> this, I, I'm not complaining. This is, this is interesting to me. I, I'm curious about it. So, but cool. yeah, we'll see. I mean, Zemo's nowhere to be found on Thunderbolts, even though. Like Zemo's around in the MCU still, and in the comics he's in the team. So I wonder if maybe he's going to be an antagonist on, to the team, or maybe he's kind of joins the team later in the movie or something. But I'm just a little like, hmm, it just seems a little weird not to include Zemo. But Zemo's the kind of character I could see him popping up in this movie in, in one way, shape, or form. So okay. Um, the leader, played by Tim Blake Nelson, is returning to the MCU for Captain America, the New World Order. So, finally, you people can shut up. <laughs> He's back, finally. I don't mean that to be mean, but it's also like, everyone's like, when's the leader coming back? Oh, he's coming back in this one, he's coming back in this one. I was like, oh, he's finally back, calm down. You can go, you can rest your laurels now. <laughs> It's kind of like it's kind of wild. They're just bringing back these characters from like Edward Norton's Hulk movie. They're yeah. like, I never thought they would like we'd ever see them again, you know. And then like like Abomination's back, and now they're bringing the. I remember that scene still where like I think he's on the floor and like the serum or whatever like starts dripping into the cut in his head, and his head's like all like bubbling and morphing. And yeah, I was like, oh, are we ever gonna see that? And then we just never did. And then <laughs> it's like ten years later, like. Even more than ten years later, like now we are. <laughs> it's I, like I, I do have a feeling, though. I feel like he might pop up in um, She-Hulk because, I mean, they've announced he's coming back, and like She-Hulk in particular, more than any other Marvel project, has been bringing back those characters and actors. Um, like we know that someone hired Wrecking Crew to get Jessica's uh, blood. Wait, it's just, just yeah. That's her character's name, right? I already forget so much about She-Hulk already, but, um, yeah. Um, uh, I, I haven't been watching, so I, I can't, I can't help. <laughs> Jennifer, not Jessica. Close. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. So at the end of, end of it, they kind of like tease that like someone's going for her blood, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if like. Mm -hmm. Marvel pulls one of those uh, late game reveals they've been doing with their shows where it's revealed that, oh yeah, she is, uh, or uh, the leader is behind it. So we'll see. I, I think that would be an interesting way to reintroduce him. And then he comes back for Captain America. So Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good setup. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt Shakeman, that guy who directed WandaVision, which, again, not everyone's favorite Marvel project, but he's been confirmed to direct Marvel Studios' Fantastic Four. 
Uh, confirmed to be coming to theaters November 8th, 2024. So, still a ways away, like two years away. So, but, yeah. Um, oh, good. I'm the director. Yeah. Although it's kind of weird because I was actually watching a stream of Disney Plus or uh, the the D23, and uh, Kevin Feige just goes and points, and he's like, uh, "There's our director," and he just points at him in the audience, and then he's like, "That's all we got to announce," and everyone's like, "Really?" Um, oh, really? Yeah. Like, doesn't even say his name, just like, oh, and is, is that guy over there? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they did, like, eventually be like, oh, it's Matt Shakeman, but yeah, it was just, like, yeah. a little, like, not, like, that exciting. Um, although afterwards, uh, Deadline or Variety, one of the two, uh, published a thing saying that the X-Men film is still, uh, not gonna be happening for a very long time. Like, probably, it's gonna be out in like probably four years or so so they said yeah it's still ways off um and then uh they did confirm that fantastic four is actually undergoing the casting process so that's why they didn't announce the cast because they probably do have some cast in place but they probably just don't have a full cast so i think they probably wanted to wait before they announced the full cast so calm down that's what people. i suspected too um, yeah like you don't want to just be like Sorry, uh, you you don't want to be like, oh here's uh, here's Invisible Woman, and then everyone's like, well, what about Human Torch and you know the uh, the other characters, right? So, I think it was probably no, exactly. smart that they held off on showing the full the full team. So, yeah, I think they yeah they're gonna wait till they have the four of them, and then be like, here you go, here's the, here's the cast, but. Mm-hmm. As for uh, X Men too, uh, so I guess we're not gonna see any X Men in like uh, like the Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars or like those Avengers movies. Or I, w- I wonder if they would kind of be out in time for for when those are happening. I have a feeling we'll see some characters pop up. So mm-hmm. it would be at this point like I don't think it would be that unfoundable that like we get like a few mutants popping up here and there. They've done that before, right? Like, even before Black Panther got his own movie, he showed up in uh, Civil War there, so... Um, right, so they could introduce them, maybe, in, in some of those movies, and then and then kind of have the X-Men movie, I guess, after that, or... Yeah. Maybe go that way. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Um, yeah. Uh... Ironheart adds Glow and Queen of the South star Shakira Barrera in a key role. Um, yeah. They just mention it's a key role, though it's been rumored that uh, she's playing uh, the girlfriend of Anthony Ramos, who uh, is playing the hood. So, it could be, could be that. You know, I'm still not that excited for Ironheart. I don't know. Just... It seems so much like Iron Man light, and I'm just not that interested in it, but we'll see. They keep adding, like, weird people to this show, too. Like, this is one of the more traditional castings, but, like, they added RuPaul, like, some people from RuPaul's Drag Race and, like, a bunch of other stuff. And I'm just like, what are you doing with this show? 
And I guess after the whole Megan T. Stallion twerking bit, I'm just like, I'm not confident it's going to be good. So, Please, please. Please, no twerking in the Iron Man suit. Oh, God. This is not, this is not what Tony Stark died for. They just start doing, like, Fortnite dances, so help me God, I'm, I'm quite in the MCU. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Star Wars had some showing, too. There was the Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Pretty much just showed off more of the Mandalorian. Kind of seems to be setting up some kind of tra- uh, drama between... Um, Kitty Sackoff's character and Mando. Um, also, too, like they said that he's not a Mandalorian because he took off his helmet. So, I guess there's that too. Yeah, it was because yeah, it was, I saw the trailer too, and it almost looks like he starts his own kind of like, like, like little Mando Mandalorian cult there, because like, I guess he was banished from the main one and yeah. They kind of got like two separate Mandalorian gangs or something. Or... Mm-hmm. I'm like, why can't you guys could just let him back in? Like, it's just he just took the helmet off for a second. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I guess tradition is tradition. <laughs> um. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Squid Where's Game that? Star. Uh, cast in the Acolyte. So, go to the Squid Game because everyone loves that show. Everyone wants more of the that world and actors, so here you go. You're getting more Squid Game. Uh, Lee Jung Jae, I think is his name. That was the uh, protagonist? Yeah. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah. He's a good actor. I think it's good that uh, Marvel, uh, or not Marvel, but uh, Disney is like getting these good actors. So, yeah, it's like as soon as something's really popular, Disney's like, okay, we need the guy from that thing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess the actor too. Like, he's a pretty big Korean actor, so he's probably yeah, he's not as popular like on the side of the pond, but still yeah. Popular. No, I, I have seen him in some pretty big uh, Korean films. Um, there was that one called Shoplifters, I believe he was in. Um, he did a really good job in that one. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool beans. Cool beans. All right. Um, then we also have... Um, oh, Ahsoka. As King Richard star, Amon as Fondi as uh, Star Wars Rebels Jedi Ezra Bridger. So that was a key bit of casting that everyone was waiting on, and everyone had rumors on who was going to be playing him. So, mm. so yeah, I don't, I don't actually know who Ezra Bridger is. Is that um, is that like her mentor or something? Or uh, no. So um. Ezra is a character. He's like the protagonist of the show Star Wars Rebels. And, uh, like, in the beginning, he kind of gets brought on by these characters, and then one of them starts training him to be a Jedi. Uh, and then over the course oh, okay. of the show, they, like, had uh, adventures, stopping the Empire and fighting um, the Inquisitors, stuff like that. And then um, 
event like eventually cut to like the end of the show his character uh kind of goes with the villain of the uh show and they launch themselves into like the deepest recesses of space where like nobody can find them well at least that, at the end of the thing um but then uh the characters at the end of star wars rebels are like well we're gonna try to find him and i think like that's what the plot will be is them like basically finding mm. finding both Ezra and the uh, villain, so I th- yeah, so I think his casting pretty much confirms that that's what they're going to be doing. Like they're going to be basically looking for him in like these deep recesses of space. So oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I see. Yeah, and th- this is going to be for the live action Ahsoka show. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. If you compare like what the character looked like in the show and this guy, it looks pretty comparable. So nice. Um. Uh, the uh, Bad Batch returns January fourth, twenty twenty three. I know a lot of people will be excited for that. That's a show that's been pretty well received. So, yay, go, go Bad Batch. Get excited for that. Um. I I have not fully caught up on the show, so I couldn't really tell you too much. But yeah, I'm, I haven't watched it yet either. <laughs> but uh, yeah, more Star Wars. <laughs> um, Inside Out Two got announced, which I think was the weirdest announcement of the whole thing. Like, I don't know, Inside Out just seems so perfect on its own, and everyone loves it, and it was such a great movie. And the part of me is like, you're really tempting fate touching touching back into that world again i don't know i don't know how do you feel about this yeah i mean inside out was not a movie i really thought needed a sequel um i mean i really liked it uh i guess they could i don't know if it's going to follow the same character or not but like i they could just kind of you know go inside the mind of it really just anyone or some other character have new like little emotion characters in their in their head um but yeah i don't know i really don't know what they're gonna do or where they're gonna take the story because uh it, it seemed like the first one kind of ended in a good place um but yeah, yeah i don't know i don't know if it, i i trust pixar though like I, I i do trust pixar more than disney animation so um yeah. i i you know, I'm like, okay, if Pixar, want, they want to do this, then, you know, maybe they'll prove us wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did say that, um, essentially, it was going to be uh, with the Riley character, I think is her name, as a teenager. So. Oh, okay, so they did release, uh, like, a, like, a plot synopsis, or... Oh, okay, all, all yeah. I saw was the poster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they were like, it, it means more emotions. And I'm like, uh, it's just like that very typical, like, sequel thing of like, we've got more. And it's like, no, please, no. It'd be very predictable, like, just doing the emotions of her growing up and in high school or whatever. And it's <laughs> like, eh, I don't know if I'm right. <laughs> Is there anything like, like I don't know? <laughs> it's like how how PG thirteen are we gonna be getting here, Pixar? <laughs> it's your teenagers got emotions. I'm just saying, they could yeah. get a little weird with it. It's like boys. <laughs> yeah, 
So. I'm gonna have to introduce maybe some more emotions into into her head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Mufasa, The Lion King prequel got announced. This one, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, uh, yeah. This one kind of makes me sad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just like, can we just can we just leave? Like, it's nothing sacred. Can we just leave the Lion King in peace? I mean, I thought the I thought the live action remake was just totally unnecessary. Like, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of of the opinion where it's like if if you're not gonna like that one was so perfect, and if you're not gonna do something. I don't know better than like don't do it at all you know um, and it's pretty much impossible to do it better than the original animation yeah and so i'm like yeah I, I just i didn't care for the live action one at all i thought it was pretty bland it's just not as colorful and it, it just it doesn't like the songs and everything they just don't translate to live action well like you know um I don't know, like, oh my god, like, why are we doing a Mufasa prequel, like, and this also gonna be live action, like, that's just, I don't know, I just, I just think it's dumb. Yeah. yeah. Although, I didn't realize it was being made by Barry Jenkins, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Not like, uh, I don't know, maybe it, not like it's guaranteed, guaranteed to be good, but... I, I'm a little optimistic, but also at the same time, too, like, he went up on stage and he's like, my whole thing for doing this is that I used to watch the um, the original movie on VHS all the time. And I'm like, that that doesn't really seem that inspiring, but okay. So. Yeah, I mean, we all did. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but... like, that, sure. So, anyways... Yeah, we're getting that, and I'm not excited, but we'll see. Yeah. Very um, skeptical. Yeah. And then finally, there was a Little Mermaid trailer, and that was... Eh. I think we were talking about this before recording, but like people are already shitting on the Pinocchio movie for the live-action thing, and then they saw that, and they were like instantly forgetting that they didn't like Pinocchio. They're like... Ah, oh, we love this. And I was like, oh, will you? You're probably gonna have the same reaction you had to Pinocchio. So, anyway. personally, I love Little Mermaid. Like, mm -hmm. I when I was a kid, Little Mermaid was one of my favorite Disney movies, and I have no idea why. Yeah, might have had something to do with it was a redhead and a seashell bra, but. <laughs> I don't know what it was. No, I, I love the Little Mermaid story, and I, I got very nostalgic watching this. Um, I mean, they didn't show much, but I thought it was good from what we saw. Um, you know, she, yeah, she, you know, really anyone could be Ariel, you know, like, it's, it, it's I have no issues with the, some people were complaining about, like, the, the race change or whatever, but I, I think that's pretty stupid to complain about. Um, yeah. You know, like she was saying, her voice and saying is, I thought was great, and you know, with the song and uh, the one that I do think is a bit of a mi miscast that I'm kind of worried about is is Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Um, I really don't know what that's going to look like, and I I really hoping it's not just going to be super jokey and slapstick. Um, 
I thought, I don't know, Ursula, I think you, I don't know, I think there would have been much better casting opportunities. I would have casted, actually, that, um, uh, the, the, the one actress from Orange is the New Black, like, with the crazy red hair, like oh, the yeah. Russian lady. Mm -hmm. I thought she would have been, like, a great Ursula. Um, I don't know, someone like that. Maybe a little more, like, menacing. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I'm so I'm a little worried. I don't know. I'm yeah. They've only showed us Ariel. I'm a little. I'm curious to see the rest of the characters and how they how they translate. But uh, I am worried about that one. Yeah, we're gonna wait and see, I guess. But yeah, I'm I'm I just don't care anymore. I'm like uh, I'm I'm not the <laughs> I biggest, don't blame you. I'm not the biggest fan of the Little Mermaid. Like it wasn't my favorite growing up. So. <sighs> Yeah, but who am I kidding? I'm going to watch it, but not because I necessarily want to, but because <laughs> that's just the way that it goes when you're doing movie reviews. So, um, nope. yeah. So, okay. Let's take a quick break and review some, some movies and shows. Okay. Back in a Bit. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you'll want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up, and you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits, so sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. All right, we're back. Let's review some stuff. Uh, let's start with Barbarian, which is probably the best thing I've seen this week. Uh, Barbarian is a new uh, movie being distributed by 20th Century Fox. Uh, basically, it's about a woman who uh, gets an Airbnb for the week, and uh, she's going for a job interview. And uh, she gets there and finds out that somebody else is in the Airbnb. And uh, you think, well, okay. It's played by the guy that played Pennywise in it. And he does, he's kind of a bit of a weird-looking dude. So maybe something's up with him. Um, but then you find out he's actually a pretty decent guy. And uh, spoilers for Barbarian, if you haven't seen. I guess we're just going straight into spoilers here. But... Uh, he, you know, he goes down and he gets lost in these, like, catacombs underneath this Airbnb. And there's, like, incestuous freak monsters that are underneath this house the whole time. And you're like, what is going on? This movie was wild. Every minute, like, the movie just kept doing wilder and wilder shit. And I was just like, I was here for it. I was having so much fun. Um, it's, it's a movie that definitely, um, goes for broke in terms of, like, just this crazy, insane shit, and I loved it for it. Like, there were points where the plot got a little weird, and, like, there was definitely some plot threads that they didn't, uh, resolve, but since it was just doing things that I've never seen in a movie before, and just was doing some really interesting stuff... I didn't mind nearly as much, and I was just having so much fun. So, 
Yeah, I guess. Darn it! I'm going. I'm. I'm. I do want to give it high marks, even though I know it's probably like if you're good going at it from a technical level, it's probably closer to like a seven, six and a half. But like, since I was having so much fun with it, I'm bumping it up to a nine. Like it was just, it's probably the most fun experience I've had in a theater aside from maybe watching Top Gun Maverick, which also was quite good too. For like at least like not not just talking the quality of the movie, but just like purely on a, like an entertainment value in the movie theater standpoint. So, um, yeah, check it out. It's wild and weird, and it goes some directions you would not expect. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Uh, and then next up is Pinocchio. It's the new Disney live action remake. They've put it out on Disney Plus. Uh, as part of Disney Plus Day, so you can check that out now. And uh, yeah, it's it's basically Pinocchio. Uh, they do flesh out the uh, story a little bit, and they add some elements to the story that you weren't maybe seeing in the original. Uh, like there's a bit of a subplot of him joining, uh, like the entertainment, uh, like caravan, and like him maybe considering being an entertainer and him liking that so there is that um it more or less is the same though uh follows the same plot plot beat sorry i guess like without getting this major spoilers the ending goes in a really weird direction and i think it just tried to be a little too current i guess or relevant to today's audience and i don't think it needed to be I think the ending of Pinocchio is perfectly fine as is. It did not need changing. And they just kind of muddled it. And it just makes it worse. Like, I, I don't know. It just... It was such an easy thing for them to do. Like, just do the ending of the original movie. But the, they didn't do that. They did something else. And, again, I'm not going to spoil it here. But it was just... It was a little too too much for me. And I was just like, I, I can't get into this. So, I don't know. It really actually ruined an otherwise pretty good movie for me. So, I give this like an 8 out of 10. It's, yeah, it's decent, like, up until then, but this knocks it down a point or two for me just because it's just, like, I, I can't with it. It's too, too weird of a pl uh, plot direction, so. All right, Adam, let's talk about Cobra Kai, season five. Cobra out, Kai, huh? Cobra Kai. Yeah, <laughs> it's out. Everyone can watch it, but we've watched it for a while now. Um, yeah. What did you think of uh, season five of Cobra Kai? Um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts, but um, I think, it, you know, this season, it started really weird for me. Um, like, because the last season ended with Miguel, like, going to Mexico, like, to find his dad. Yeah. Uh, and then they just, like, resolved that whole storyline, like, just in, like, two or three episodes. And it kind of just felt like the writers or like new writers came in and they were like, uh, we, we like, we like don't want to do that storyline for this season. And they just, they're like, actually it's going to be about, you know, like Johnny having a kid with like Miguel's mom and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, like, Oh, it's they kind of like, it feels like they just changed up a lot of like what the last season was setting up or like, cause like literally he goes to Mexico and like the first person he sees in Mexico is like his dad. Yeah, and it's like it's just like what like it's like is this is this actually real? And then it just gets so wrapped up so quickly. 
mm-hmm. but so i don't know but then kind of once it found its footing and it's like okay i guess this is what we're doing with this season um i really liked like all the silver stuff like all the stuff i forget the name of the other sensei the guy from japan who's who's helping daniel or Cho- choji or cho or something chosen uh chosen yeah he was really good really funny um and i thought the finale was really really well done the last episode just really really paid off a lot for me yeah um yeah like the fight scenes and stuff and that were like were pretty well done oh and the uh the the teacher that silver recruits to i I liked her as a new character she was like i think she's a new actress like i haven't seen her in anything else but she was like she was pretty good pretty tough on the kids yeah um (laughs) like almost like a little drill sergeant um you know it's it's corny it's like 80s kind of like cheesiness and but it's 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 fun you know the show is good fun yeah i liked uh i don't know yeah i don't know about the the little the the kid who was like bullying like larusso's son like as being like the best fighter in cobra kai that was that was a little unbelievable for me yeah like, it's like okay <laughs> Yeah. They're trying to set him up. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's what? There is there's a lot to this that I don't know. It's I I don't mean this to be too mean, but I feel like the show's running out of steam. Like I don't know. First we had Daniel and Johnny's kind of rivalry, but they've kind of settled that for the most part, yeah. so it's like, we don't really have that. They introduce, like, the rom- romance subplots, which I think are for people who don't like this kind of show. Like, it just seems like it's there to, like, cater to an audience that isn't there to watch Cobra Kai. And it just felt weird that there was a lot of emphasis on romance subplots, in particular this season. Like, it just it's like, okay, like... I I can watch other shows where there's romance subplots. It doesn't have to be Kurobukai. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm tired of Sam and Miguel. I'm like, can you please just break up already? Just please end it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. It was real like, much. <laughs> that subplot was ridiculous. Like they basically went out yeah. throughout the like throughout the whole season. There, they, it was like this. Will they? Won't they? Even though they've already like hooked up. Like. Yeah, so, have. Like... <laughs> so it's just like okay well you're just wasting time because like you need to give drama to these people that we don't need drama so I don't know I, just, yeah. I felt like it was ridiculous personally and I was just like Ugh. but then yeah like then they give the Johnny subplot where he's got a kid and then they're like well I guess uh, Miguel and the other kid his son are gonna be like stepbrothers now and it was like I was literally like, this is like a shitty version of the Step Brothers movie. Like, I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, him and Robbie. Yeah, they because yeah. they became friends and put their rivalry away. Yeah, and by the end of the season, they're like, guys, he's not as bad as you think. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I I just I think like the show has removed a lot of what I really enjoyed about it, and now it's just like stuff that I don't enjoy. Although I will mm-hmm. say that the ending did really kind of kick it up a notch for me, and I did really enjoy it. So, um, yeah. 
because like yeah I, I i liked it better than last season but i, I do kind of think overall the show is starting to run out of steam a bit yeah. um and yeah because with the villains it's like there is silver as a villain i thought he was a, he was a good villain about as good as you could do after like crease but now he's kind of done and i don't really know who they can bring back from like the old old movies still yeah. um so I, I mean, I guess the thing yeah. with Caprice too. There was a whole subplot about him like meeting with Tori in prison that just really didn't go anywhere. Like it was like he had this whole plan or whatever to take down Silver, and then and then he just didn't have a plan. And he was like, "Oh, you, you just got to do what's best for you." She's like, "Yeah, hey, what?" Exactly. <laughs> it was just like such a redundant, pointless subplot. And, yeah, it just literally didn't go anywhere. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, and then he just he just escapes at the end. It's like, all, all right, I guess it was that easy. Even like <laughs> at the end of the thing, like, it's just like, uh, I got really upset with the whole chosen thing because like, I thought for sure he was dead. Like it got all cut up and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, okay, that's impactful. Sure, I can, I, I was, uh, and then. It kind of like you know rem- what I, I I thought he was dead too until I remembered like wait Miguel was in like an entire br- back brace and like disabled and but now he's now he's like throwing kicks and he's fine so yeah people, people are fine in this show like you can get you can literally fall from a building break your spine or get slashed up the back and you'll you'll be fine yeah it's really <laughs> not as bad as you think. I don't know, it's just like, that shit just bothered me so much, because, like, he got fucking cut up, and then he just, like, gets back up, he's like, I'm fine. I'm like, no, yeah. you're not. Like, you'd be dead. I like how when he's, like, getting out the limo, like, he's like, hey, guys, but then Daniel's like, he's like, holy shit, like, you you, you need, like, an ambulance immediately, like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm glad someone's reacting that way, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, man, Yeah. Yeah, it was getting a little serious too at the end. It was like, whether it actually became like life and death, and I'm like, I'm like, guys, this is just karate. Like, we can calm down here. Yeah. No one needs to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So it's kind of it's, it's funny how serious they take it. <laughs> totally. Uh, so what are you thinking score wise for this season? Oh. Uh, Uh, let's see. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's got a soft spot for me, but I, th- I think I'm. I'm just gonna. I'm sitting at around an eight. Okay. Maybe that's a little high, but um, I thought it was better than last season. It might be more on seven and a half. Seven and a half around an eight. Yeah. I I'm kind of a I like it. There's a lot I don't like though in the show. Like I I don't like I, a lot of the subplots are stupid and yeah, the romance stuff is kind of dumb and like not all this. Yeah, it's very cheesy and but I I had a good time with it. Yeah, I give it. I was like, it's actually funny you say that because I was thinking an eight as well. Like it, it is good. It's just. Yeah, it uh, maybe perhaps could use a little bit more, I guess, focus. Uh, <laughs> and just kind of like, because I think season six is the final season, right? Like, am I crazy? 
I think so. I think that's what the writer said. I remember in some interview from, from back in a while. Yeah. Okay, final season. I'm just curious because, um, yeah. I wonder, like, are they going to go to that whole tournament in Japan and whatever? Like, that's probably what they have to do, I guess, for the I last guess. season. Yeah. yeah. And also, at the same time, too, it's like, well, what's going to be your big villain? Or is it just that? I don't know. It's just... I yeah. Know. A lot of questions. They have to bring back, um, what was it, Hillary Swank from uh, Karate Kid? Oh, God. I mean, they probably could. I don't think Hillary Swank's doing much these days, so. Oh, jeez. I mean, that's that's the one that's the one cameo they haven't done yet, you know. <laughs> and then they gotta bring back uh, Will Smith's kid. No. And then no, they'll be like, they'll be like, you know, that, that was he's an imposter, right? Like, just make a joke about it, like. <laughs> like, wait, isn't that guy doing kung fu, not karate? Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, <clears throat> next up is Love is Blind after the altar season two. Uh, so Love is Blind came out earlier this year and uh, showcased a bunch of couples getting into a pod and hooking up and getting married. And uh, yeah, it's uh, trashy TV. And ever since that show came out, Everybody wants to know what happens to these couples because they get pretty popular from being on the show. And uh, this Love is Blind After the Altar does just that. Like, it does follow up with them in their lives after getting married. And, yeah, for better or for worse, uh, you see what's, what the show's effect on these people has had. And some people are uh, still together. Others aren't. And those others are with new people entirely and it's uh i my, i mostly enjoyed it mostly because i love that whole cheese and camp of that like reality tv thing i don't know i just get suckered into it every single time uh but the big thing is like they definitely you could tell we're like we need to have some plot points quote unquote even though it's reality tv but they needed to have some arcs for people to keep it interesting and it felt like there was one in particular that like felt really forced and part of me was like i feel like these people are already like like i don't know i just felt like they were probably already at the end point of that arc by the time this the the show started so, but i don't know maybe i'm wrong but it just i just got the impression it just felt a little fake and artificial um uh, that being said this is just more love is blind you're gonna love it probably um i'm i'm gonna give it like Probably eight out of ten as well. So, yeah. Uh, check that out. Uh, and uh, let's see what else we got here. We've got the Silent Twins, which is a new uh, movie about these uh, girls who are twins, and. Um, I, I didn't realize this was this was based off of a real story. Um, they uh, they they communicate with each other. Uh, these two girls, their sisters, and uh, yeah, 
they it kind of like shows them going there's like a lot of travel there's some really like nasty dirty awful stuff that happens to them um and uh yeah you kind of see how like them like they are basically able to like take the world around them and maybe paint it in a better light um and i don't know just like it was a really interesting juxtaposition to show these two women like their version of events but then the reality and you see like they're definitely painting things in a better light so um yeah um so yeah it's it was just a very interesting movie i've never uh heard of this story and uh i was actually very quite into it um it did kind of feel like it was a little long in the tooth uh compared to other uh movies i don't know it just felt like we were getting a little bit too much of the oh here's here's their the life that is actually happening and then here's this their version of events it felt like we were just getting a little bit too many instances of that i could use a little bit less like I was kind of thinking, like, I get the point, guys. Like, I get what you're going for. You don't need to kind of do the same thing over and over again. So, uh, I give this movie, like, probably a 7. Uh, it's it's good. I don't know if it's necessarily an enjoyable movie, but it is it is well made. And, uh, yeah, good performances, too. Because you have uh, uh, Latia Wright from Black Panther, and she's great. You also have Tamara Lawrence who uh, she was in The Long Song and uh, Kindred. She's pretty good, too. So, yeah, check that out. Okay. Um, and then uh, we got Medieval, which is a, um, a movie kind of focusing on uh, the sort of, like, biblical uh, battle of sorts. Um, I'm looking it up here to get, like, your uh, synopsis so to speak um yeah it's like this uh yeah czechoslovak or hungarians or czechoslovakian one of the two uh character or uh, people in real life jan ziska um they kind of like tout him as like one of the greatest warriors in history um and uh yeah it's like basically like a biblical action historical drama uh, my problem with this was that it felt long and a lot of the performances fell a little flat for me. Uh, I think it could have used a little bit more, um, just kind of plot development, like getting the characters and the story into a more well-rounded shape. That being said, the action is really gnarly in this. It was like pretty brutal and there were some scenes where i was like wow that was really well shot the action uh so i'd give like a seven out of ten it's it's a little rough around the edges but i think if you watch it with the the right uh the right frame of mind you're basically no you're not watching the, the, it for the drama but you're watching it for the action i think you'll have quite a bit of fun okay and then finally we've got star trek the original motion picture collection out on blu-ray this collects six of the star trek movies and uh, puts them together into a neat little package uh, with some 
uh, bonus features and stuff like that. If you're a big Star Trek fan, this is probably one of the better collections to have. Um, it comes uh, with a variety of different formats and stuff. So, um, yeah, I've been going through and watching, uh, you know, those movies and just so much fun to watch. So definitely would recommend that you uh, pick this one up. Uh, I give it like a nine out of ten. All right, let's take one last quick break, and then we're going to uh, recap some some stuff, and then uh, we got our movie club. All right, back in a bit. All right, we're back. Let's talk about She-Hulk episode four. Um, this one definitely felt more like a like crime of the week procedural show more than any of the other episodes, and I kind of enjoyed it for that. Um, I think this might be one of the more enjoyable episodes out of the first four that I that I've seen. Uh, did you get a chance to watch episode four of She-Hulk? Uh, no, I have okay. not watched any episodes of She-Hulk. Okay, you have, okay. For some reason, I thought you had, but uh, I'm just going crazy. Um, yeah, it, uh, obviously everyone's talking about Madison, uh, two N's and a Y, and it's not where you think. Um, yeah, it's, it was just a silly, dumb episode, and I actually thought it was very fun for that. Um, I had a good time just watching this and just, I don't know, it's, it's fun to see that She-Hulk is actually kind of carving out a bit of a niche in the MCU is just being like a silly fun show. Um, gets a little meta at times, but I think that's kind of what's working for it so far. Um, so yeah, I'd probably give this like, I don't know, solid nine out of 10. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, House of the Dragon. We're also... Getting all caught up on that. 
what was the last episode? Was it episode two? Was the last one? No, it's episode three. Uh, I think it was three. Yeah, it was with the uh, the boar hunt, right? Or the yes. the hunting. Yeah. I actually found out that they're gonna like recast the Rayanra uh, actress. Rhaenyra, yeah. Yeah. They're gonna, like, age her up, apparently, quite a bit, so... I was a little bit like... Yeah. I mean, even this episode was, like, you know, two two or three years, I guess, since episode two. Um, you know, now the her friend was now, you know, already pregnant with her this, the king's second child, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's like, yeah, they're already moving ahead in time quite a bit, so... Yeah, I guess they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna age up at some point. Yeah. Uh, people made a joke about uh, the green screen uh, hand. Did you see that? You know, I, I didn't catch it while watching the episode, but I, I saw it in social media, and it it really wasn't that bad of a mistake. You know, yeah. I guess it was just his finger in kind of one scene, which you know, I, yeah, I get the pe- people should have caught that. The people editing or you know, mm-hmm. doing the VFX and stuff, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as like when they left the, you know, like a Starbucks cup, like in the shot, like yeah. <laughs> I remember that pretty bad and, you know, very like noticeable, but at least this was, it was just kind of a little thing. And I think they went in to fix it pretty quickly too. So yeah. Yeah. It was kind of funny. Um, yeah. So, uh, a lot of this was like, Ramira kind of getting like pushed to marry somebody and her just being like I don't want to marry anybody although her and that Kristong Cole guy seem to be getting along quite well yeah I think her and the night guy they seem to be you know <laughs> they're out by the campfire and after the dad's like okay you can you can choose you know who you want to marry and I pretty I, I think she, yeah he might be one of her one of her picks or <laughs> yeah yeah, I could, also, I could see that. <laughs> also, too, like, it's just uh, interesting in a way because I've read the books. I don't know, have you read the books for this at all? I have not, no. So okay. I'm, I'm just going in blind and... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting because uh, if you read the books, the, the that romance subplot takes a very interesting direction. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. I guess for me it was like, I was watching it and I'm like, I kind of know where this ends up. So it wasn't mm-hmm. overly exciting, but yeah. So in the books too, do they explain more about like that crab, that crab guy? Cause yeah. like they really didn't do any backstory for him. And I was kind of curious. I'm like, I kind of want to know like who this guy is or like, why is he fighting this whole war? And like, like what is his motivation? But yeah, he really doesn't have any lines. He just kind of stands there looking real creepy, and 100%. you know, it's not, I'm like, how is how is he controlling all these crabs? Like, who is it? Like, what's you know? And then he just dies, and I'm like, I kind of want to, I kind of want to know who that guy was. He looked kind of cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It did uh, kind of feel like at least in the show, I think they kind of breezed past that. Uh, in the books, I think they dedicate more time. A bit of a difference mm-hmm. in the book, it seems like. Because uh, I thought he was going to be around a bit longer than he was, but not really. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, it seemed like they were setting up that that whole war and everything, and, and it was. I mean, I did like though, like how when he got the message that, like the I guess the king was finally going to help him, um, that the the uncle or the, yeah, he just he kind of just went crazy and literally like shot the messenger, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and he's like, because I guess that you know the whole point of him doing this war is to show that, like he's he's a strong enough you know to like fight his own battles and that he should be king so if he needs the king's help it, it makes him like look weak yeah so he's like fuck it okay we have to end this war right now and then they just kind of go for it um well, yeah although i don't know i'm like this guy he's got so many arrows and people coming at him like i'm surprised he survived but yeah. hey he did it <laughs> well it's funny because uh george railroad martin has uh once said that Damon is his favorite Targaryen out of all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Um, and I think, an like... Asshole. Sorry? <laughs> He's kind of an asshole, though. <laughs> yeah. But I think, like, he... You could definitely tell that the show definitely reveres him as well, because, like, yeah, mm. he, he... You're right, he's an asshole, but, like, the show definitely seems to not think that he is. You know what I mean? Like, they seem to yeah. almost treat it like he, he is a good character and, you know, a good person. Like, I don't know. It's just very interesting because I'm like, you look at, like, the actual stuff he's doing, he's kind of an asshole, but the show definitely seems to paint it like he's heroic of some sort. So, I don't know. That's yeah. A bit of an odd take, in my opinion, but... Yeah, we didn't see any of his, um, I guess his, I don't know what to call her, but he, he was saying he was going to marry her, but the girl who was, like, the prostitute and she got yeah. kind of mad at him in the last episode, but I wonder if they're still together or she wasn't in this one at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if she left him or. <laughs> yeah. Um, just trying to think of what else. I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting because like, I know where the show is going if they keep with the books, which I mean, so far they have there have been some deviations but for the most part it's mm -hmm. like well like in the book the the dad is sick but they don't say what he's sick from but in this like they seem to heavily imply it's grayscale which is something we saw in the mm -hmm. original game of thrones show. yeah um so that uh, kind of makes sense they would do that tie-in yeah um let's see i think that's pretty much it i i mean the the shot of him dragging out the the crab dude with uh blood all over him was pretty pretty cool visual and i think yeah. it's sort of it's it's there to be like this is you you should be rooting for damon and i think it was like sort of a scene there to be like yeah damon is a character you want to be rooting for even if He's not somebody you would look at inherent and inherently root for. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, I kind of got that a little, but I I, I do like the parallel though, because then like also Rhaenyra, she kind of got all all bloodied up too, like from yeah. killing that boar. Yeah. Um, so you kind of had them both kind of like all kind of bloodied, and I guess yeah, kind of like they, they well she has the throne, but they both they both want it you know and all, her position's threatened too i guess with the mm -hmm. with the son on the way or growing up so yeah yeah cool um 
what would you give this episode a score of? You know, for me, this episode, it started to dip a little. Like, I, I gave the first two nines, but I think this one is probably more an eight or an eight and a half, maybe. Probably an eight. Just, I just, I would have liked to know more about the, the Crab King guy. Um, I thought that was kind of a little rushed. And, yeah, just kind of setting up Damon in this more positive light. And it's kind of like, what about that other guy? He wasn't necessarily a bad guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know, like... Yeah, and, uh, but overall, you know, I think the acting is really good. Like, I'm really invested in, in like, kind of Rhaenerys and the king and their relationship and even with the king's hand. And, like, I, I'm invested with all the characters. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just thought it could have been, it could have taken its time a little more. I feel like it's, it's kind of speeding up a bit too much, like, too fast. And I'm kind of like, let's just, let's just take our time here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I guess I'll say this without spoiling anything. Like, if you know the books, you know there's a certain plot point they're working towards um, that arguably kicks off the show as, like, it's going to be known. And right mm. now we're setting up a lot of the characters and everything, but there is, like, a big inciting moment that is, like, the big moment that starts everything off. So, um, mm. I think it's, like, up until that point, we're just a little bit of a hold pattern, which is not too terrible like i still enjoy the characters in the world but definitely kind of feels like it's very exposition heavy and we're gonna start to get in some really crazy stuff um which i don't know how much of a spoiler it is because even like somebody pointed out that like the original game of thrones show spoiled this show if you really were paying attention so yeah it's um Oof. curious yeah. to see what happens yeah uh, I'd give this, I'd give this episode like a seven. I did think it was a little slower, and even the Damon stuff wasn't really that big of a draw for me. So, mm. fair. All right. Um, and then finally, I'm finally caught up on Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power. And uh, <laughs> I know you were saying you're you've been watching it too, so I figured we would talk about it. Um, yeah. What do you think of the show so far? Uh, you know, it's it's very visually impressive. It's obviously yeah. like very big bu budget behind this this show. Sorry, I almost said movie because it looks like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's uh, you know, I was a, I was a, I was a big fan of the original uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, not so much the Hobbit movies. Um, and this uh, it, it seems like it's kind of an interesting. It's not like. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if it's really in canon with the originals because there's some stuff that's different. Like, like a lot of the elves have short hair when in those ones, all the elves had like really long hair, you know, and like there's just some different like and, you know, obviously there's the whole race thing, too, where we actually have multicultural like, you know, <laughs> like different oh, races yes. of people and stuff. So it's like that's kind of new for the lord of the rings but but it's a welcome you know addition and change because yeah it was kind of a little weird just not to have any you know just to have it all being white people but yeah um but uh no i think the show yeah it's there's a lot going on though there's there's almost too many different like uh storylines at once for me like it's a little hard to follow yeah um like I, I'm following. I'm with like the blonde chick, and you know she's doing her thing, and then like 
but there's like also the hobbit people and then there's like you know the the elf elf people and there's like all these different people and sometimes i get i'm like i I don't know anyone's names and i'm trying to like follow what's going (laughs) yeah and like there's characters in this that i didn't realize were in the original movie um oh really yeah like the the blonde chick she was actually in the original movies like they age her up but like she is in the original movies and like Oh, there's been some cool little stuff like that where I'm like, oh, okay, you you you're doing like younger versions, yeah. like it's because they're elves, um, you know, they can largely get yeah, they live that. forever or they live super long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do briefly remember her. So I like they're they're exploring more of this. I like how she's kind of rebelling, or like she obviously wants to find Sauron, and she's no one believes her, and they just try to send her away to this really creepy like. I don't know what it was, like some heaven type thing where they're like sailing into the light. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, fuck this, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? But it's, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of wondering like what it's all amounting to. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it's, yeah, I guess it's not so clear to me like where this season is headed ultimately. If it's, well, I, I, I think it's like I, about I, them like creating the rings, I think like yeah i mean yeah but i just don't see like where yeah i i mean yeah i I know that from like the marketing or such of the name but i just i don't really see how the current show like gets there right away yeah you know as i'm like okay i guess there's this guy sauron but he's i don't know like i guess maybe he's trying to create these rings or or they haven't really decided to like make this a thing yet yeah um but it I, does, I, yeah, it does kind of feel like, for me at least, the show is very exposition heavy. It's like dumping a ton of characters and plot into the show, and I'm very intrigued by like the stuff where like the mysteries. Like we had the 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 stranger, the guy that like falls to earth in that meteor, and I'm like, oh, who's this guy? Like I'm so curious. Mm-hmm. But then there's other stuff that I'm not nearly as excited for, so. Hmm. yeah yeah i'm kind of the same way where i'm kind of i'm interested in a few of the characters and their storylines but maybe the other ones not so much yeah. um and that's okay but you know i guess it's everyone can kind of have their favorites but yeah yeah it's a very big show and a lot is yeah there's a lot of places like i know they try to show the maps and things with the places i i have no idea where anything is you know <laughs> like okay, yeah. this is just somewhere else. Like, yeah, yeah. So, uh, cool. Want to see more show? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They only showed him like one little scene so far, I think. <laughs> yeah. What would you uh, give this episode or the three episodes uh, we've seen so far a score of? Let's see all three i think i'd average it around like an eight i okay. i think i'm i'm enjoying game of thrones more in terms of like you know kind of a medieval fantasy kind of epic um but this one i think it's it's off to it's off to an okay start it's you know i'm yeah i'm interested to see where how it how it continues to unfold but uh I'm not super hooked yet. I'm only hooked on a few storylines. 
Yeah. But yeah. Probably yeah. around an eight for me. Yeah, I'd go with an eight out of ten as well. I do feel like it's a little exposition heavy, but because it's visually so interesting and like I'm really into that world uh, and whatnot, I'm I'm pretty engaged. It's just I do wonder where some of these plot lines are going, and I think eventually they'll get to someplace interesting. That's why I'm not totally writing off the show, but like it does. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, like what they're going to uh, do with these characters in the world. So cool. Um, and did you get a chance to watch the movie club this week? Uh, you know, I did. I did start watching it. I didn't finish, but um, okay. it is a movie I, I've I saw as a kid too a couple okay. times. So yeah, we can talk yeah. about it for a bit. Uh, the Adventures of Ichabod and Mister Toad. Um, yes. <laughs> I I like it. It's kind of uh, like obviously I think the the Mister Toad storyline always gets me. It's it's really I don't know. I think it's like a really fun kind of little story. Well, this guy who's basically obsessed about driving and cars. It's just very strange. Um, yeah. I like uh, the, uh, yeah, I like the whole Headless Horseman story. It used to scare me as a kid. Yeah, it's like pretty effectively scary, and I'm like, I, yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, when the horse was like freaked out. When I was a kid, like, I was, yeah, I get pretty spooked by this. Oh, that's. I uh I, I like it. It's it's one of uh, Disney's more like horror centric offerings, and it's interesting they're doing Werewolf by Night because they're also doing this too, and it's like very similar, right? So. Oh, are they are they doing a live action of this? Uh, they they kind of did like in the nineties they did like well Disney didn't do one, but like they did one with Johnny Depp. It was actually really good. It's, uh, oh yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah, it's just Sleepy Hollow, I think. But yeah, it is. It is quite good. So, <sighs> cool. Yeah, I, I don't have too much to say. I'm just, I just, I, really like this. I really like this movie. It's a lot of fun. So, it is. Yeah, it is one of the more different Disney animations, and I, I do like it for that. Like, it's not just your traditional kind of prince and princess thing, and. It's, uh, yeah, the Toad's pretty cute, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of the more fun movies. I, and, like, I don't know, part of the reason I'm enjoying Disney Plus is just watching this old back catalog of stuff that, like, I used to watch as a kid, and, like, maybe it's harder to find, like, VHS, DVD, whatever these things anymore, but, like, at least it's on Disney Plus now, and you can watch it, and it's, it's great, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd give this movie, like, a, I want to say, like, an 8. I was thinking, like, a 7, but a 7 seems a little too low, to, in my opinion. I don't know. Um, but it is, it is quite good. I do like it. So. What would you give it? Yeah, probably around. Uh, oh. Uh, I'll go seven point seven five. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's up, there? It's it's yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, definitely think people should check it out if they haven't seen it already. It is it is a lot of fun. So. Cool. Um. Well, that's it for this week. I'm tired. I'm ready to go. To, I'm ready for a nap. Uh. But. <laughs> uh, we're not quite gonna nap because we do have. 
a movie commentary coming out uh, this Friday. So by the time you hear this, yeah, this time Friday we're going to have a new commentary. Sorry for the delay. I know a lot of people have been asking, hey, when are you doing a commentary? Haven't heard from one, heard one in a while. Sorry about that, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna have one coming this this coming week, and it's the movie Dead Heat about two well one undead cop and him trying to solve his own mis his own murder. So that'll be interesting. Okay, well until next time, everybody. Bye for now.